London, we present The Day of the Triffids, John Wyndham's famous science fiction story, dramatized by Giles Cooper. Look at the windows. Leaves. Triffid leaves. They've broken through the fence during the night. They're all round the house. They must want us very badly. The Day of the Triffids, Episode 6, Strategic Withdrawal. I'll have to get through there to get a flamethrower from the garage. Yes. Here's your mask. Thanks, darling. Gauntlets? Yeah. Here. Now, look, keep everyone upstairs and shut the windows. Left hand. Right. Okay? Yes. Go on, Susan. Yes. Here goes, then. been here for four years. There was a triffid breakthrough this morning, the first since January, when we began spraying the perimeter with an arsenical solution. Either they've adapted themselves, or the recent heavy rain has diluted it. Dennis suggests we should electrify the fence at certain periods to stop them pressing up against it. We now have five beehives, and are hoping to make some mead for the winter evenings. Ah, good. Thank you, darling. All right. Here are the logs, Joyce. Can you manage? Yes. All right, I've got them. Help us, Susan. Okay. Sit down, Bill. I'll bring you something to drink. Oh, thanks, John. You didn't run the generator for long this evening, Bill. Long enough. They're all clear enough. They don't go as far now as they used to. They know that when it's not working, they're safe. Mm. Perhaps we ought to run it more often. Yeah? What on? You shot a petrol? Yes, yes. There used to be a place over by Henfield. Have you tried there? Not yet, Dennis, no. It was only an idea. You don't seem to realise that soon there won't be any petrol to run the generator. Here you are. Thanks, darling. I've been thinking about that. It should be possible to build a stockade of telegraph poles strong enough to keep anything out. Yes, possible for who? If you could get hold of a light crane, it would help. Yes, if I had ten arms, it would help even more. Bill! I'd get fed up with everybody having brilliant ideas which only need me to sweat my guts out to put them into practice. Just now and again, I like to sit back and think for a change. Yes, I think that's a good idea. What? A change. How do you mean? Well, tomorrow we'll take the small truck and have a picnic by the sea. <laughs> oh, look, I've got a thousand things to do tomorrow. Nothing more important than this. 
Susan can look after everything perfectly well. Yes, of course I can. You see? <laughs> All right. There are so many more birds. And the sea must be full of fish. <laughs> Nobody fishes anymore. <laughs> God, the south coast in August. Think of it. I think I prefer it like this. I'm sorry about Dennis. Mm, yes. But he understood. What, the worker's resentment of the intellectual? Mm, more or less. I never realised it was so easy to slip into. Too much hard work makes one stupid. Stupid? Oh, we all depend on you. And you, darling. Here we are, lying in the sun. <laughs> we might be a lot worse off. Yeah, you know, the last five years have been the happiest in my life. Listen. What's that? You're not sure. No, no, listen. It's a plane. Well, it can't be. Wait. Wait. Hmm? There it is. Look, there. A Look. helicopter. Hi. But wave something at all. Yes. Quick. Quick. Hey. Shouting, really. Couldn't have heard. Gone inland. Where can he have come from? I don't know. He seemed to be flying along the coast. It may be someone from a family group like ours. If they can service and fly a helicopter, and after all these years, they must be fairly well organised. Well, it's no good assuming they would have helped us, even if they had seen us. Yeah, but all the same, I mean, they might have put down oh, here no, for a minute. I'm, darling, I know. Come on, let's pack up and start for home. Yes. Bill, look, the farm. What's the matter? Well, there's a huge cloud of smoke. Good God. The place is on fire. And only Susan's there to fight it. I told you we shouldn't have gone. Hurry, hurry. Should the woodpile be on fire? Oh, Susan, what's happened? Joe, Bill, look over on the lawn. Look. The helicopter. Yes. Oh. I lit the woodpile with a flamethrower as a signal. Good girl. Where's the pilot, Susan? Here he is. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Mason, I presume. Oh. That's right. Your name's Ivan something. <laughs> yes, Ivan Simpson. That's oh, it. yes, of course, the university. You brought in a helicopter that first day. Yes, that's right. Are you still with Michael Peedley's lot? Yes, I've been telling your friends about it. Oh, great. Let's go in and celebrate while you tell us, too. How's that, then? Thanks a change from oh, the old me. It'll be marvellous. Years since I've had some of this. Ah, thank you. Thank you, darling. Oh, go on. Ah. Well, first of all, Michael told me that I was to be sure to start off with his apologies. What, to me? Well, you were the only one who saw any danger in the Triffids, and he didn't believe you. Oh, oh yes. 
Look, how did you know we were here? Oh, we found out the rough location a few days ago from a man called Coker. Coker? I thought he died from the plague at Tynesham. No. No, he got away with some survivors. Thank you, They'd uh, been down in Cornwall. And you? Yes. Where did you go? To the Isle of Wight. Is that where you've come from today? Yes, we wiped out all the triffids on the island. Good show. Took a bit of time, of course, but the whole island's clear now, except for seeds blown over from the mainland. And we deal with those each spring. We're about 300 strong now, with our headquarters in a country house near Godshill. It sounds a pretty busy life. It is. Yes. There's plenty of room for helpers. You could be very useful. Oh, I've learned to do a good many things in the last few years. No, I don't mean farming. No, that's all looked after. But you're a biochemist, aren't you? Well, a biologist with a little biochemistry. <laughs> it's too fine a distinction for me. <laughs> and now, the point is that Michael's tried to get some research going into a method of knocking off triffids scientifically. What, a selective killer? Oh, something like that. And if we're ever going to extend, we've got to find one. That's right. Trouble is that the only people to work on it are a few who've forgotten even the biology they learnt at school. So what about it? Hmm? Would you like to turn professor? Bill. You know, there's nothing I'd like better. Look, does this mean that you're inviting us all to your island haven? On mutual approval. What does that mean? Look, the best thing is for you to come along and find out for yourselves how it all works. Fair enough. Bill, where are you? Out here. Oh. What are you doing? Looking at the view. It's a lovely evening. <sighs> You've escaped quite an argument. Yeah? They've been hard at it ever since Ivan left. What have they decided? They'll come, hmm. but they don't want to. Oh, surely they can see. No, Bill, no, they still... can't. Quite literally, I mean. They can't see the Triffids in a thick hedge all round. Beyond that, the country's sinking back to marsh and forest. No. But they still think of a tidy countryside with farms and lanes and fields and cottages. <laughs> Besides, they know their way around the house. Must be awful having to move when you're blind. Yes. Well, it's our home, too. Mm, I know. Well, perhaps we could stay here a year or two longer. What do you think? No, no. No point. And think of the children. Mm. That's what made the others decide to leave. You know, all the time I've been haunted by something Coco said years ago. Hmm? The first generation peasants. The next savages. That's what'll happen unless we admit defeat and go. Well, not defeat, exactly. Well, all right, all right. Strategic withdrawal. Uh, yes. How soon? Well, let's see the summer out. Hmm? We can live off stores and have, have a sort of holiday. <laughs> right. Then in September, we'll, we'll pack up, we'll drive down to Portsmouth, we'll flash a signal to the island and wait for a boat to pick us up. Mm. You know, the last few years haven't been very easy. But I know I shall cry when we have to leave here. <laughs> Darling. That's 20 sacks. One ton. <laughs> Put up the tailboard. Right. Sorry about this. Uh, why? Well, if I hadn't burnt the wood pile yesterday, you wouldn't have had to come and get coal today. Well, it's all in a good cause. Anyway, I shan't have to do it again. No. Shall I like it in the Isle of Wight? Oh, you'll love it. 
Joe said I'd be going to school. I hope so. But I know everything now. I can milk and drive a tractor and harness a horse and shoot trivets. <laughs> there are other things worth learning, Susan. Oh, all right, if you say so. But I won't have to leave you, will I? Oh, of course not, darling. You'll always stay with us. <laughs> now, come on, let's get home and start our holiday. Yes. Alan, when we get there. Yes, put your mask on. It'll be marvellous never having to wear these things when we get to the Isle of Wight, won't it? Yes. Look! What's that? We've got more visitors. So we have. What a funny car. What on earth is it? The top part looks like a, a sort of caravan. There's no doubt about the bottom part. It's a tank. Well, we'll soon see who owns it. My husband and Susan, our adopted daughter. Bill, this is a Mr. Torrance. He says he's some kind of an official from Brighton. These other gentlemen are with him. How do you do, Mr. Mason? Just a minute. Haven't we met before? No, I don't think so. Oh, yes, we have years ago. On the second day of the disaster, you tried to shoot me. Oh, did I? <laughs> Those were bad days. Shoot first and ask question afterwards, eh? As times have improved, perhaps your friends would like to park their sten guns outside. They're all right here. It's a man's best friend, you know, as they used to say in the army. The boys get attached to them. Check, boys? Check. Uh, why did you want to see me? Um, do you mind if I sit down? No. I understand that, um, you're in charge here. The place belongs to Mr. Brent, though. But you're the organiser? Yes. Good. I'm Commander, Southeast Region. What the hell is that? It means that I'm the Chief Executive Officer of the Emergency Council for Southeast Britain. I've never heard of it. That's not surprising. We didn't know about you. Until we saw your fire yesterday. Well, now that you do know, what about it? When a group like yours is discovered, it's my job to investigate and assess it. Assess it? Why? In case adjustments have to be made. So you can take it, I'm here officially. On behalf of an official council? What else? Or a self-elected one? Well, it has to be law and order. Well, here's my warrant, if you'd like to see it. I'm blind. I know. Right, Mr. Mason, this is a well-found place you have here. That Mr. Brent has here. Mr. Brent's only here because you made it possible for him to stay. Yes, but it's his property. It was. Meaning what? The state of society which gave sanction to his ownership no longer exists. All titles to property have ceased to be valid. Besides, Mr. Brent is blind and is therefore not competent to hold authority. So shut your mouth, Blindy, and keep it shut. All right, all right, all right. Now, your wife says there are eight of you here. Five adults, this girl, and two small children. All of you are sighted except those three there. Check. Correct. Mm. And I have to alter that. What? It's disproportionate. It happens to be the way we like it. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm sure it is. But we've got to be realistic these days. I don't quite see what we have to be realistic about. Well, but you're in the picture. Regional HQ, as you know, is in Brighton. Oh, yes, yes. We paid you a visit once and got a shot across our bows. Oh, I dare say. We've had to discourage outsiders because of supplies. We've been living on the stocks we found there, plus what we've run in from other towns. But all that's falling out now. Roads are getting too bad and petrol's running low. So we're beginning to disperse and live off the land. Or, in other words, having used up all your own supplies, you're starting to pinch other people. Now shut up, Dennis. Wait, bareface robbery. They've no authority over shut us. Shut up. Bill. Let me Bill. 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 Now, tell me your plan, Mr. Torrance. Certainly. 
I've got a good place here, mm -hmm. fully capable of supporting two units. A unit being what? One sighted person to ten blind plus any children. We shall allocate to you a further 17 blind persons, making 20 with the three you already have, and of course children. Oh, 20 people can't live off this land. It's impossible. It can be done. Of course, you'll command the double unit. Well, supposing I don't want to. <laughs> well, then we put someone else in. We can't afford waste in these times. All the same, I still say the land can't do it. It will. Mind you, you'll have to lower your standards. We'll all have to tighten our belts for a few years, but in the end, you get the payoff. Uh, what do you mean? Well, in six or seven years' time, the children will have grown up a bit, and you'll have labour to expand with. Then you can relax. Just supervise. You'll be the head of a clan that's working for you. You'll have an inheritance to hand on to your sons. Wait a minute. What you're really offering is... is is a kind of feudal seigneury. Yes, that's it. It's just the word. And with all the rights, if you know what I mean. It's the only practical way to work under present conditions. Look, just what's the position of you and your council in all this? Well, just what the monarch would be in a feudal system. We rule and control the armed forces. Armed forces? Well, they're raised as and when necessary by levies on the seigneuries. I see. <laughs> as you call them. In return, you have the right to call on the council if you're attacked or if you have trouble from the workers. I'd have thought a small police force was all you needed. Mm -hmm. Yes, but we've got to think ahead. After all, every country in the world is in the same state. Well. One of them's going to be the first to get back on its feet. And that country will dominate all the others. It's our duty to be that country. That's why we need an army. Oh, no! We've lived through all this agony, and now the man proposes to start a war. Look, we're getting a bit tired of you. You talk too much for a blindie. I never said anything about a war. It'll simply be a question of pacifying and administering tribes that have reverted to lawlessness. Unless they think of it first. Which is why we've got to be prepared. Is it all clear, Mr. Mason? Yes, I think so. <laughs> You expect the three of us here to be responsible for 20 blind people and a number of children? Two. Not three. Yourself and your wife. Uh, and Susan. Susan. Sorry. The allocation is ten per unit and we can't make exceptions. We shall find work for her at headquarters. So she's old enough to run a unit on her own. Or with some chap. But my wife and I regard her as our own Sorry. daughter. We've got to stick to regulations. Yes, of course. What? I'm sorry, Susan, but... Orders are orders. Besides, you'll do all right at HQ. It's in the pavilion. Bill, you promise. Uh, of course, we'd expect certain guarantees with regard to her education and so on. Naturally. There's a good deal to think about. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, it'll be quite a relief in a way not to be entirely on our own. Yes, sure. Well, I guess you'd like to see around the place. Yes. We're rather proud of our anti-trivet fence. Then we'll have a drink or two on the deal. How's that? Fine. But we can't say too late. Oh, no, of course. Well, I'd better have a wash first. I'm covered with curls. Susan, start showing Mr. Torrance and his friends around the estate. Me? Yes. No, I can't. Do as I say. All right. Come on. Of course. We'll follow you. Right. Come on, chap. Right. Put your safety on. Right. I'll join you in a moment. Yes, of course. Well, yeah, why don't you quiet, quiet, and get well away from the door? We can't do what they suggest. Oh, of course we can't. Then why are you agreeing well, with us? We, 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 we're not in a position to give a flat no to a proposition put up by four armed men. Surely we? we don't have to give them a hearty yes. Oh, for the moment we must. Why? Now listen, listen. When they leave tonight, 
They'll probably try to take Susan with them as a hostage. Now, this is what I want you to do. Glass, Mr. Torrance. Was it me or was Give him both. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. hey. Hey, hey, oh, my God, what's that? Never you mind. You can't have too much of a good thing, can you? Oh, no, no, no. I see, I'm not driving tonight. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> you know, you're all right. You've got a bit of sense, Bill. Some of these people don't have any. Some places we go that don't want us, they tell us to go away. True to you, mate. Uh, remember Lewis is what I mean. They told us to push off, and Lewis had told us. Yeah. Yeah, what did you do? I lined them up against the cowship uh, and shot the rotten lock. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> you got to be fair. Now, come on, any more empty glasses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to show me the master's arm. Oh, put another record on, Blaine. Yeah, 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 it's an old job. Come on, Greg. Everyone there? Already? Yes. Are they asleep? Flat out. Down you come. See if they follow us. Of course they'll follow us. I don't think so. They're out of the house, climbing into the truck. Oh, Bill, let's go. No, wait. They've switched on the headlamps. 
Hello. For heaven's sake, let's get away. Listen. That's better. What's happened? There's ten pounds of honey in the petrol tank. It'll never start. The traffic is swarming in. Yes. Come on, let's get out of here. David. I'm fine, Daddy. <laughs> and are you crying, Joe? Crying? Because we're leaving. Oh. No, I have nothing to cry about. I've got all I want here. Anyway, someday we'll come back. We arrived at Portsmouth early in the morning, and by midday we were over here on the island. As you know, after the trial period, we decided to stay. And here we are. Michael Beadley soon had me set up in a makeshift laboratory, and at last I was able to start work on trying to develop a selective chemical killer which will really effectively wipe out the triffids. And that's about it. Anyway, that's all from me. Gisela? I have nothing to add, Phil. Oh, bless you both. That was splendid. Right. Bill, you said that you'd go back. We will, when we've beaten the Triffids. There must be hundreds of thousands on the mainland by now. And more every year. Mm-hmm. Torrance's seigneuries have had it already. The other communities won't last long. So is there any hope at all? I think so, yes. Meaning but... meaning you're really on to something? We might be in a few years' time. As long as that? Oh, yes. There are lots of problems. But we're on the right road, I'm sure of that. And someday we'll go back across the water. Or our children will. Or their children. And the Triffids will have had their day. That was the final episode of Giles Cooper's dramatisation of The Day of the Triffids by John Wyndham. Gary Watson played Bill Mason and Barbara Shelley, Josella, in John Powell's production of The Day of the Triffids. Special sound was by David Kane of the BBC Radiophonic Workshop. (laughs) 